0: Welcome everybody to The Tripolitan. My name is Rafat Yamak. I know it's been a couple of weeks that I've done uh, my last episode, but I'm back on and I'm hoping with this latest episode that you will find it informative and appealing. I attempt to focus on Muslim communities or topics that are not given the appropriate attention. And there is a specific community, a Muslim community, all the way near the Caucasus Mountains in a territory called Abkhazia. And today we'll learn more about this territory, the Muslims in that area, from an Abkhazian Muslim. Uh, his name is Murad Rathman. Murad Othman, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for having me. So Murad Othman, just a quick bio, is a student of knowledge, a teacher, instructor, and freelance translator based in New Jersey. He comes from a Circassian background, and is keen on maintaining his Islamic and Circassian identity and furthering his studies. Uh, I know that doesn't do you much justice, Murad, but it's a it's a very interesting uh, background. Um, would you Would you mind just kind of explaining to us your background from your maternal and paternal side and just a little family history? Sure. Uh,
1: so, my, day, my name is Murad Osman. Um, I was born here in uh, New Jersey, in the USA. Um, I come from a Syrian-Circassian background. So what that means is that um, although I was born here in the States, uh, both my parents are uh, Syrian-Circassians that were uh, born in Syria and uh, later immigrated uh, to the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Um, so on my dad's side, um, I come from a Circassian, a Circassian or Circassian family called Bagh um, from the Abzakh tribe. Right, which is one of the uh, major Circassian tribes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were from a village in the Golan Heights uh, known as Ain Ziwan. Ain One mm-hmm. was a village uh, where my father's side of the family came from. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, after the uh, 1967 uh, war with the Zionists, mm-hmm. uh, with the Golan Heights being seized and incorporated into their territory, uh, many Circassians had to uh, leave the Golan Heights and the various villages uh, within it and surrounding it, to the more major Syrian uh, cities such as Damascus and Halab uh, and Homs. Uh, so on my relation to my mom's side, uh, she also was uh, born in Syria, and her village was known as uh, Salmaniyah, right, mm-hmm. In also in the uh, Golan Heights, but once again, after the... Uh, the seizing of the Golden Heights by the Zionists, um, her family eventually re- relocated to the Muhajirin district uh, mm-hmm. in Damascus.
0: Interesting, interesting. So so both your parents basically are from a Circassian background? Yes. Okay, and uh, do, they, do your parents happen to know which areas in the Caucasus Mountains that they're from specifically? Like, I know there's, you know, uh, there's many disparate territories mm-hmm. in that area. Anything mm-hmm. in particular? I know you had mentioned before that you're on your maternal side, they're from a ter- territory named Abkhazia.
1: Yeah. Uh, from my maternal side, yes. Uh, my mother's side, um, they're what we would call uh, Abava, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, in, or Abaza. Um, mm-hmm. In other words, these are the uh, native inhabitants um, on the Black Sea coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes they're called Abkhaz or Abkhazians. Um, or just a baza. Mm-hmm. Um they're native to the to the uh, Black Sea coast. So my ancestors from her side, she comes from a family or a tribe called Aruta. Um mm-hmm. they're a tribe or a family uh from the uh from that region, right? Um I don't we don't know that much more than that or much more about that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh other than our family, uh our family name, okay, um, which is like I said Aruta. Although afterwards, when, my, when our fam- my mother's side of the family moved to the Middle East, uh, they adopted the last name of Al-Jarrah. Right? Oh. Yeah. So Al-Jarrah would be the family name in Syria, but uh, the original or the uh, Abaza last name would be known as uh, Aruta.
0: Okay. okay. Or Jedkar
1: in some cases. We also have a name uh, known as Jedkar, uh-huh. uh, which also uh, is a word used for our family as well.
0: Okay, and your father is also from the same area?
1: Uh, my father is uh, a Circassian, but from the uh, self-designation, as we call it, Adiga. Right? So Circassians, uh-huh. would call themselves Adiga. Mm-hmm. And the Adiga and the Abazans, or the Abaza, or the Abkhaz, the Adiga and the uh, Abkhaz are very ethnically related. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more or less, you know, more or less both sides accept each other as their own. Mm-hmm. Um as far the the, uh, the history of them in terms of their language, mm-hmm. their, you know, se- their, their struggle against the uh, Russians. Mm-hmm. They share a common ancestry. They, they share, you know, similar linguistic backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they more or less look at each other like uh, brotherly nations and more mm-hmm. or less, you know, intermarriage between them is not a problem. Intermingling mm-hmm. between them is not a problem mm-hmm. uh, because of how closely related they are to each other. So intermarriage between Adiga and Abaza is uh, very common.
0: Okay. Yeah, I did an episode with uh, with Better Ketkoy on, on mm-hmm. you know, the Circassian community and the, and Adiga. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, if just to refresh everyone's memory, Adiga, basically this territory or this area, please correct me, by the way, if I'm using any of these terms wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it would basically be above the Caucasus Mountains. Is Abkhazia below the Caucasus or above the Caucasus? Like, I look at the Caucasus Mountains as a divider, basically.
1: So Abkhazia—that uh, yeah, would be an interesting question. Do you classify as North Caucasus, mm-hmm. or South Caucasus? Um, because Abkhazia is literally we're talking about being on the edge of the Black Coast, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Black Sea coast, sorry. Mm-hmm. So you could say it is somewhat of a um, intermediary area when it comes to being in the Caucasus because it's right on the edge of the Black Sea, mm-hmm. um, but. I would say in terms of its cultural and heritage roots, it would, because of the cultural and more heritage roots it has to the Adiga or mm-hmm. the Circassians, I would say it fits probably more in line with the North Caucasus, okay. right? So it's it would be, Abkhazians would, you know, definitely be much more related much more connected to the Adiga and to, uh, you know, the various tribes of the Adiga uh mm-hmm. then for example compared to the georgians or armenians or uh you know other peoples of the south
0: caucasus very interesting i you know subhanallah murad this whole area like every time i try to study it and you know you you want to try not to sound as ignorant as possible yeah. there's just so many groups over there and you're always kind of careful not to you know put everybody in or put everybody in the same group you know yeah. you want to <laughs> You want to give each nuance its, you know, due credit, and yeah. that's why I'm kind of uh, <laughs> when I try to tackle this this topic, I try not to sound as ignorant as possible. Yeah. Uh, because of the dis- different groups involved. Yeah. But um, so basically Abkhazia, you know, it kind of came into the news back during the Russian Georgian War. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was in 2008, correct?
1: Uh, yeah, during oh, the breakaway. Thing. Yeah. Uh, between the, uh, the Abkhazian breakaway,
0: Yes, yes. And so um, basically, you know, Abkhazia broke away, South Ossetia broke away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was kind of big news because Georgia was broken up. Yeah. But I guess what I wanted to ask is, um, are these territories actually Georgian? Or mm-hmm. were they incorporated by Georgia sometime in history?
1: So uh when it comes to Abkhazia specifically in places like uh Ossetia, South Ossetia um obviously you have you know before the Russian um conquest the imperial conquest right of the 1800s mm-hmm. uh you basically had all these different you know nations of the Caucasus uh you know having conflicts and 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 disputes and rivalries but for the most part living uh you know, in peace, living, you know, this is my land, this is your land, you stay here, I stay here, we don't mess with each other. Um, but once the Russian imperial forces uh, began their campaign in the Caucasus and began taking more and more land, uh, eventually, as you probably heard in the other uh, podcast you had about the Circassian-Russian uh, War or the Caucasian-Russian War, mm-hmm. uh, eventually Russia sadly won. And incorporated all of the Caucasus, including the South Caucasus, right, into their empire, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So all of that was considered under Russian territory. And then obviously, when you had the transition from uh, Russia being an empire or a monarchy, uh, going into becoming a communist, uh, you know, USSR uh, entity, Mm -hmm. um, still those lands were under the USSR, right? And how those lands uh, began to be divided right the uh they would be divided for example into different republics right so you have for example kabardena Bulgaria, karachay-cherkessk right you have you have ossetia uh these you know kind of artificial borders as we know that the colonists like to do mm-hmm. kind of you know made every kind of also added to the tension because they knew it would be in their benefit to group you know rival clans or rival tribes in the same area Right. So that way, it would they could never unite uh, mm-hmm. in, in in revolt or in you know, secession. Mm-hmm. So obviously Abkhazia uh, was you know more or less during the Soviet era, especially under Stalin, who himself was an ethnic Georgian. Um, right. You know, put under you could say Georgia, right? So you could say the Abkhazian entity or the Abkhazian land was put under the Georgian, uh, you know, or grouped together with Georgia, and mm-hmm. that was you know not by accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, Abkhazians themselves, you know, don't consider themselves Georgians, mm-hmm. uh, neither ethnically or linguistically. Uh, and as we know, you know, there was a there was a war that happened in the early 90s in relation to the Abkhazians trying to break free of Georgia um, rule.
0: Would you kind of go into more, uh, so th- this war, I'm not actually familiar with, with the mm-hmm. Abkhazian attempt to break away from Georgia. Is this like during the breakup of the Soviet Union, basically?
1: Yeah, so as we know... Uh, once the USSR broke down, mm-hmm. um, you had a lot of uh, different states within uh, the former USSR breaking away, mm-hmm. right? So you had, for example, uh, a lot of the Central Asian territories mm-hmm. like Uzbekistan, Kazakhstan mm-hmm. uh, broke away after the dismantling of the USSR. And likewise, you, that, so that, that yearning to be an independent nation, um, also a lot of it was uh, also within the Caucasus. Right, Mm -hmm. so we it goes without saying we know the situation in Chechnya. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know the Chechen struggle for independence after the uh, collapse of the USSR. Mm -hmm. So you also had uh, that fervor, you could say, also amongst the uh, Abkhaz. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you had the uh, by the fall of the, you know the August, uh, um, uh, I think it was uh, the fall of the Soviet Union, nineteen ninety one. Right. By August nineteen ninety two. Right, you had the Georgian troops coming in because the Abkhaz had declared independence. Right, the Abkhazian Parliament mm-hmm. had basically declared independence and saying we are our own entity, we are not part of Georgia. Um, so this was in the early nineties where they broke away and also were part of that fervor and mm-hmm. trying to, you know, have become a self uh, self governing nation instead of being under the USSR.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so interesting, you know, because this context that you provided kind of. Sheds light on the 2008 Russian Georgian war, mm-hmm. and it shows you that the Russians they utilized. So when they grouped Abkhazia and South Ossetia with Georgia, they knew that it was a artificial union, yeah. and they kind of then used it against Georgia when Georgia was becoming pro Western. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they ignited that card, and you know, they basically you know supported the breakaway republics of Abkhazia and South Ossetia. They become kind of Russian basically Russian satellite states, right, yeah. in, in the area.
1: Yeah, so that's probably the best way to uh, describe the Khazia right now. Yeah. Um, it's heavily it's heavily fu- funded and financed uh, by Russia. Yeah. Um, because Russia is basically the main entity that, that you know, you could say accepted its independence uh, yeah. or recognized its independence from Georgia. Like you said, because of the Georgia's uh, alignment with NATO or with the West, uh, uh, Russia used this as a way of, you know, getting at Georgia for, you know, shifting onto the Western uh, power ideology. If you want.
0: Well, you know, it's um, Abkhazia was in the news maybe a couple of years ago, at least pertaining to the Middle East. I think the Abkhazian Prime Minister he visited Syria and he met with Bashar al-Assad. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird, you know, yeah. because they were making the the Syrian state TV as desperate as they are. They're trying to make something big out of it. Yeah. You know, this you know, the Prime Minister of this, you know, state, yeah. which is really like a Russian principality, yeah, is coming to visit Bashar Assad and they mean yeah. they were desperate to look for something. So that's when Abkhazia yeah. really everybody's like who's Abkhazia in the Middle yeah. East? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I you mean know, that's yeah. that's
1: the sad reality is that because Abkhazia is uh, so dependent uh, yeah. on Russia or so uh, so much in the shadow of Russia it's going to basically um, follow, you know, I don't know if the expression "follow in or "follow in line" with mm-hmm. uh, Russian foreign policy. So they obviously can't, uh, in terms of their foreign policy, do something that goes against uh, Russian foreign policy in relation to how they deal with other states. So obviously, if Russia has a good uh, relationship with Syria or with yeah. Bashar al-Assad and the regime, then by extension, of Khazia is going to also maintain that. Uh, Not just because of the fact that uh, um, you have, uh, they have to follow in line with uh, Russian foreign policy, but you also have a lot of uh, ethnic Abaza or ethnic Abkhaz who are in Syria, right? Right. Uh, You have a lot of, uh, you know, Syrian. A lot of a lot of the Circassian community within Syria are ethnically Abaza or Abkhaz,
0: right? Um, Okay, interesting. You know, then I guess that kind of just leads me to my next. Point, which is really the Muslim community in Abkhazia mm-hmm. If you had to give me like a percentage of Muslims in Abkhazia What would it be if, I don't know if there's any statistics Yeah But it's, I guess a ballpark estimate
1: So the, statist- the statistics vary mm-hmm. So even like finding st- statistics in You know in terms of uh, what denomination So in Abkhazia you basically have three main uh, religious groups mm-hmm. You have the Christian Orthodox mm-hmm. Uh, you also have a small minority that, you know, holds on to pagan uh, belief systems, mm-hmm. you know. And then you have the, um, you know, uh, the Muslim community, the Muslim population. Mm-hmm. So some statistics will list them at 10 percent. Some statistics will list them at 30 percent or 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sad thing is, unfortunately, in terms of being Abkhazi itself, itself, uh, they're not the majority, mm-hmm. right? Uh Although they are a presence, they are something that is, um, you know, you can't ignore them, right? You can't, you can't, they're not so much of a minority that you can just simply ignore them and, and forget they're there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they aren't the majority mm-hmm. in terms of Abkhazia. But if you look at the Abkhaz or the Abaza who are outside of Abkhazia, and that is the majority, by the way, mm-hmm. the majority of Abkhazians or Abaza are actually outside of Abkhazia. Right. Okay. Abkhazians are the, you could say Abkhazians themselves are a minority in their country. Mm-hmm. The majority of the Abkhazians outside of Abkhazia are, alhamdulillah, the majority of them are Muslim, mm-hmm. uh, Sunni Muslims who follow, uh, more often than not, the Hanafi school of fiqh. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of, that's outside of Abkhazia. So outside of Abkhazia, 99.9% are, you know, Sunni Muslims. Mm-hmm. But in terms of inside Abkhazia, they're, a mon- they're a minority in terms of their numbers usually looking at ten to thirty percent
0: it's you know it's um the the heterogeneity of the religious denominations in the Caucasus. Mm-hmm. it's like uh you never have like one religious group dominating another it's always a bunch of scattered like if you had to put like like a map and each you know denomination represented a color, it would just mm-hmm. be like a uh, dots all over the place. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, for me it's it's I look I look at it that, okay, Georgia is majority Christian, but then you go just a little bit up and Abkhazia, they accepted Islam um, I guess more, more so yeah. compared to the Georgians.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And you wonder, what are the dynamics? what How did that happen, where you know there's such a stark difference in religious observance or mm-hmm. religious acceptance of Islam? Mm-hmm. Uh, compared to Abkhazia and Georgia. Is there kind of a explanation for that? Or is it just tribes, kind of like the Arabian tribes? When the yeah. leader accepts, the whole population accepts.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely you had, so how Islam arrived to Abkhazia yeah. uh, was more or less through Ottoman influence, mm-hmm. right? So either through, you know, the Ottoman influence could have been trade or the fact that the, the land was administered by the Ottoman Empire and taken, conquered by the Ottoman Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were definitely um, a lot of princes, Abkhazian princes, and mm-hmm. Circassian princes too, who accepted uh, Islam. Mm-hmm. And we know this from the seerah. We know that one of the ways the Prophet Sallallahu gave dawah ﷺ. is that you, he would give dawah. Uh, one of the, you could say one of the things, one of the people you want to uh, give attention a lot towards in dawah is to the leaders, mm-hmm. right? Because when you give dawah to the leader and the leader accepts a religion or a way of life, more often than not, the, everyone under his authority will follow suit and also fall uh, into uh, following that, right? And mm-hmm. We also know from the seerah, the Prophet would send different letters to different rulers uh, instructing them to embrace Islam, right? Mm-hmm. And letting them know that if they didn't, then they would be accountable for all the people who would remain in disbelief, remain in ignorance, uh, mm-hmm. remain in uh, blasphemy because of their you know, refusal to accept Islam. So definitely the way in which... Um, you know, Islam spread through Abkhazia, Uh, the princes did have a a role in that, Um, you know, from the Ottoman Empire, you know, giving dawah and uh, helping the spread of Islam in that area. Um, Also, I could say too, you know, in terms of the the cultural, like, circassians, we have this concept of what's called khabza, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like this unspoken honor code Mm -hmm. about being chivalrous, courageous, Mm-hmm. Uh being you know, having hospitality towards the other, respecting your elders, respecting women. Mm-hmm. Uh it's kind of like this, like I said, this unspoken code of honor. Mm-hmm. Um so one of the reasons that uh a lot of our, our ancestors said was a way by which a lot of our people embraced Islam is because we found that um this honor code that we had, you know, these values that we cherish were actually highly praised and emphasized in Islam. Mm-hmm. Right? So Transitioning to Islam, uh, these high you know value these high values and this honor code that we have when we embraced Islam, we didn't lose any of that. Only we only gained more uh, mm-hmm. by coming into the folds of the religion.
0: And um, you know, because as you mentioned before, the Soviet Union they took over you know North Caucasus, South Caucasus, and do you feel like there is some kind of solidarity between different uh, Muslim territories in the ex-Soviet Union, like for example? Let's say Muslim Abkhazians with Chechens, Dagestanis, yeah. uh, people from, you know, Circassians uh, who still reside in Sochi. Um, is there kind of like that, like a, a solidarity movement going on between those groups? Or is it kind of like everyone's focused on their own, uh, their own cause?
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely there is a solidarity in terms of, you know, when you, when you look at all these people from all these different peoples from the North Caucasus, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Dagestani,s the Chechen, the English, mm-hmm. the Osset, you know the Circassians, the Balkars, the Karachai, the Abkhaz. Mm-hmm. All of us come. All of us, although we're all our kind of independent peoples, mm-hmm. we all live in the North Caucasus region, right? Mm-hmm. So we come from a common you know homeland. We come mm-hmm. from. We have a common culture, right? Mm-hmm. The culture is very much similar between all these groups. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, clothing is very similar. The Mm -hmm. food is similar, Mm -hmm. although linguistically there are differences, right? Obviously Mm -hmm. between, uh, you know, the Adiga language, the Abaza language, the the Chechen language, the English language, there'll be some uh, differences. I think it's the common heritage, Mm -hmm. the common homeland, the common heritage, the common uh, religion. So the majority of us are Muslim, Mm -hmm. right? Also, the common struggle that we had to endure from the Russians, right? Everybody had, all of these nations that we mentioned, including the Abkhaz, including the Abazans, right? suffered under the Russian expansion to the Caucasus, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is proven not just in the history records but it's proven by today where we know most Abkhazians, most uh, people from an Abkhaz or Abaza background don't live in their homeland anymore, right? Yeah. and that's because of Russian imperial aggression in their homeland where they drove them out. Yeah. Right? So I definitely think a lot of these factors, uh, you know, a common religion, a common homeland, a common struggle, common culture It uh, allows us All of us who come from a North Caucasus background uh, To have a sense of solidarity With each other
0: You know Subhanallah Murad uh, You bring up a good point And that's kind of when the Russian Georgian War Was going on in 2008 Mm -hmm. Most Muslims they were supporting Georgia at the time because Russian imperialism Is as you know As ruthless as ever And the most recent example Is in Syria where they've obliterated Entire cities and towns Yeah. Uh, to prop up Assad, and oh, so we were all kind of, or a lot of Muslims were supporting Georgia against Russia. And when Abkhazia kind of broke away, everybody was saying, or most people were saying, "Oh, this is really bad," you know. Uh, it's, you know, it reminds me of Crimea,
1: mm-hmm.
0: when Russia annexed Crimea. Yeah. You had most Muslims and you know saying, "Oh no, Crimea is Ukrainian," but in reality, Crimea is Crimea. It's neither Ukrainian nor Russian. Yeah. Right, yeah. and Abkhazia is the same way. It's neither yeah. Georgian or Russian. Exactly, um,
1: and you bring up another important point I want to talk about, which is basically uh, this idea where the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's an absolute. Right. Mm-hmm. In other words, the enemy of your enemy could also be your enemy. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, right? yeah. So I don't just assume, for example, because okay, Russia is anti-US imperialism that that automatically makes them the good guys. Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, I do see that with some Muslims who have a high opinion of Russia and, uh, praise their foreign policy and praise their leader and praise, you know, them, you know, as if they're saints. And I always have to remind these people, like, do you know, are you aware of what these people or what, you know, this, this country and its history did to my people and to the other Muslims of the Caucasus? Do you know what they did to the Tatars in Crimea? Do you know what they did to the Muslims in Central Asia? Mm -hmm. You guys are simply praising them and thinking highly of them because outwardly they have a, they're the opponent to, you know, Western, uh, you know, uh, American imperialism, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah, we're okay. We're against, you know, this Western American imperialism and oppression of these countries in the Middle East. Totally, we're against that. But that doesn't automatically make Russia the good guy because, like you just mentioned, Russia is also guilty of atrocities and crimes in Syria, right? Yeah. And they have a history of oppressing, their you know, their Muslim peoples, mm-hmm. right? So just concluding, you know, like, I don't want to, I'm not here to make any, you know, I'm just going to say, you have this guy like Amran Hussain, uh oh, yeah. who is, you know, <laughs> okay, basically, yeah, okay. basically speaking about the Russians and the Russian Orthodox churches, if they're awliyaat. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking about them as if they're the saviors, and that we need to be aligned with them, and that they are our brethren. And then, you know, he's painting them, like I said, as if they're oligarchs. Yeah. And me, someone who is, relatively speaking, you know, not that long ago, my ancestors suffered under the Russians, mm-hmm. uh, and lost their homeland, and lost, you know, a large vast of information related to family background and genealogy and lineage. And, like I said, I'm not just saying this because, okay, Circassians oppressed, I'm sorry, I'm not just saying this because Russians oppressed Circassians or Abkhazians, right? Mm -hmm. They also oppressed the Chech, they also committed atrocities against the Chechens, the Mm Georg, the Chechens, uh, the Dagestanis, the Ingush, right? Mm -hmm. The other peoples of the Caucasus. They also did it, like I said, in Crimea. And even you have, uh, them oppressing themselves. You had Stalin who killed millions of his own people. You. Right? So you trying to paint the Russians, my final point in this, Uh, You trying to paint the Russians as the good guys Mm -hmm. simply because they are outwardly against America is Mm -hmm. really faulty. You know, Mm -hmm. that's not enough just because they're against America. That's not enough to all of a sudden forget the atrocities they committed in the past and the atrocities they're committing today.
0: Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's very elementary thinking. Um, Yeah. And you have a bunch of people. I'm sure you know this one Palestinian thinker, Abdel Bari Atwan, for example who, uh, he's, he's this Palestinian thinker and he used to be very famous, you know, mm. and when this, you know, with Arab Spring happened, he would like, you know, he supported the Egyptian revolution, but when it came to Syria, because yeah. it was Russian backed, he started, you know, freaking out. Anyways, long story short, I mean, the purpose of this episode, to be frank with you and kind of shedding light on the Caucasus mm. is because it's so unknown amongst or among the Muslim community. Yeah. Uh, people don't really know. What happened? Yeah, exactly. Like you know, people might see you, Murad, with all due respect, and they'll be like, "Oh, he's just a Turk." <laughs> <laughs> you know, I get that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll just think you're a Turk. Oh, everything's yeah. cool. Yeah. Or a Bosnian. No, yeah, but you, Balkans, but you, yeah. Have a, exactly, but you have a story, yeah. and people just because you're white, okay, this guy is a Turk. You know, he's good, <laughs> yeah. and really, I swear, that's one. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to cover, you know like Abkhazia, Adida, yeah, uh, Ingush, inshallah, later and maybe in no, the future. Jazakallah
1: khairan. It's, uh, it's actually a, a great honor to be, you know, for me personally, to be shedding light on these regions and oh. the people and Allah, the Islam in those areas, you know, for you to take an interest and believe me, for you to take an interest in that just means so much to us. Alhamdulillah. You know, for you to, who is not from that region, to take an interest in the Muslims of that region and their history and uh, you know, their their culture and their lineages, that just you know that just means so much to us, you know, that there's people out there who are interested in us and that, that shows that the attempts to wipe us out and to you know, make history forget about us have failed. You know? So it really means a lot. Thank you.
0: Jazakum. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah wa yakum. Tayyib, if somebody wanted to learn a bit more, would you have any references like books or possibly podcasts or or lectures that somebody could listen to? Yeah. Uh, just for the audience.
1: Um, in terms of uh, books, uh, usually there's <laughs> there's one book I, I, I heard I, I see people having an interest in I think it's called Sabres of Paradise mm-hmm. uh, but I myself like went through this book and uh, I found a lot of it a lot of the things in there just coming from my own you know background as mm-hmm. you know a descendant of that region to be just kind of false mm-hmm. um, So I would say if you want to learn more about Muslims from the Caucasus, the best thing would be to speak to a Muslim from that region or mm-hmm. speak to a Muslim who comes from that region. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are, there are a lot of, uh, even me, like learning about my homeland, even though I, I haven't been able to, to visit it, even for me, it's a journey, it's a progress. Mm-hmm. Right? A lot of Circassians and a lot of people from the diaspora, or who we call you know, the Muhajireen diaspora, the, the, the people who had to leave the Caucasus after the war, uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to be removed from your homeland for so long, and later on you find out that you know, you're from this place and you, you're, you know, your ancestors were killed, and, and you lost your homeland, and you were removed, and you were exiled. So it's kind of hard to start from zero to learn about your own background. You know? right. uh, so even for me, I'm still learning about my background, I'm still learning about my people, I'm still learning about our history. Um, so I would say if you can find like a, a person from that background, or if you can find a credible, uh, you know, uh, uh series or source on the internet which talks about the history. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think Al Jazeera recently made a video about, uh, the Circassians. Yeah. Um, they have some videos explaining. I, I, I went through them. I found them to be, you know, pretty much historically accurate. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you look about, you know, you look for, you search Circassians on mm-hmm. Al Jazeera and the various videos they have about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to start from there, I think it would be good.
0: Inshallah, that's that's good to uh, that's good to know because obviously, I hope inshallah with this episode, people will want to learn more about uh, Abkhazia and yeah. the territory in general. Inshallah. Yeah. Um, with that, uh, brother Murad, I really appreciate your time. Shukr khair. I had a well, great yeah. time with you and likewise. Um, I really appreciate all the information that you've uh, given us. That's and I hope that one day you can go back and, you know, visit your homeland Inshallah. and uh maybe even reside there if if things, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. become stable.
1: I have some I have some relatives who are actually there right now. Uh, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, following uh the war in Syria, I have a large section of my mother's family uh who lives there right now.
0: Subhanallah man, you know it's so uh <laughs> It's just amazing to—it's amazing that, you know, they came from that area to Syria. And the, yeah. subhanAllah, Syria went into co- total anarchy. Yeah. And now they kind of went back to where they started. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, yeah. it's a fascinating story.
1: It
0: is, yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. And uh, to the audience, thank you for listening in today. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to leave any comments. And I will direct them to Murad, and maybe Murad can answer them, inshallah. No
1: problem, inshallah.
0: Uh, Inshallah. Thanks again, everybody, and have a good night.